0: welcome to the special recap edition of the influential personal brand podcast i'm so excited that you got to meet like my mentor one of my my real real early mentors and best friends you can see how much love i got for dave and uh, yeah you know i hope if you haven't listened to the interview that you go listen to it and you if you want to know anything about where i started and how it began for me began with Eric Chester and Dave Averin. That's
1: The whole episode is basically just a bunch of bro love
0: <laughs>
1: from beginning to end. It's just both of them telling each other how much they love, admire, and respect, and how much they've learned from each other the whole episode.
0: And there's some takeaways. <laughs> there's some, no, there's there's some takeaways, takeaways,
1: but there's also a lot of bro love.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, he's made a I'm big. I'm not hating on it. I, uh, I, yeah, it I, I know. <laughs> well, and and so I'll share. I'll start with my. You know, we're going to do our top three takeaways. And AJ came in with her glasses today, which I'm excited about. Talk so nerdy. So talk too, nerdy too to too me, too baby.
1: Screen time. Too much screen time.
0: So one of the things that was a big kind of moment, just a reinforcement, even for me uh, to hear it again, was just this idea of like, do you love? the delivery of speaking and teaching enough that you're willing to endure the prospecting part of it? Like, do you do you want it bad enough to figure out a way to do whatever you have to do to generate the business? That might mean you're the one that has to make the phone calls and send the emails. It might mean that you have to hire someone and pay them to do it. it, it that you know, There's lots of things it could mean, but it means you've got to figure out that part. And I've never met a speaker who was like, oh my gosh, my favorite thing in the world is to just spend my time getting gigs. Like the reason you become a speaker is you wanna be on stage or you wanna be live on the webinar. Like you wanna be in front of thousands of people, but there's this part that you have to do and it's just the truth, the perspective of going, look, what you see on stage is not what the life of a speaker is. Mm -hmm. It's all the things, it's the people and the team and the processes behind the scenes.
1: Uh, Mine is kind of similar to that in a much more succinct version, but it's speaking is not the business. Mm. Getting the speaking gig is the business. (laughs) And, that is a much and, better
0: way of saying it. <laughs> so much I, I say, think
1: we had the same point, but I'm not sure. Yes, But this, you know, at Brain Builders Group, if you're a client of ours or if you're just a listener or follow us on social or whatever it is, we kind of have this 13 event process in four different phases. And we teach you how to craft a keynote, right? That's a part of what we do in our business. We also teach you the business of speaking right? So there's two different topics that we cover. And I thought it was really interesting the way he said that because there is so much of what we do. It's called full keen or it's called ca- What is it called?
0: World class keynote craft oh is the she doesn't teach it. World class keynote craft is the event that I teach it's the art of speaking, the art of speaking. And
1: which is what so many people
0: are do. drawn to, right? Yeah. And I
1: loved what Dave said in the interview. He goes, I love how so many people tell you that you should be a speaker that have no idea what it's like to be a speaker. Like, <laughs> you should go share your message. And it's like, right? have no idea what they're talking about. That's actually what we teach and what we do in full keynote calendar, which is the business of speaking. And that is so much of what I loved about this comment is that speaking is not the business. That is the art. It is not the business. It is getting the gig is the business and that so is like any other business out there you have to have marketing you have to have a team you have to have staff you have to have technology i mean it's not like anything else i mean it's the same so i just thought that was really a nice succinct way of saying right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a better way of saying it. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely but that's the that's so two different versions of the same yeah. Big takeaway. All right, so,
1: my second point, so I'll go and then I'll okay. in then. Okay. I have no doubt they're probably similar. This was a very, very good interview for any of you who are like, okay, I want to start building up my speaking business. What are the, you know, behind the scenes, behind the curtains? How do I, I do it? Do? Yeah. So, my second takeaway was this concept of you need to be systematic, methodical in your processes, but very personal in your outreach Mm. because we know so many people in the business of speaking where it's all about just put it out on social and do email blasts and just do mass mailings and do it all as efficiently as, but trying to be as effective as possible, but they have no staff. It's just them or it's just one person. So they're really trying to do it as general and as mass as, you know, as they can. Um, And he's what's saying is like, no, be systematic and methodical in your processes but be highly personalized in your outreach. And I thought that was a really good way to- Yeah, that's an
0: interesting juxtaposition. To to
1: sum up, it's like you can do things that are templated, that still feel personal with a little bit of research, with a little bit of effort, with a little bit of like, let me pull this up, let me see. And my third point kind of goes into some of the things I I took away, but I'm not going to share those now. But that was my second. It's like, you got to have a system and you need to be methodical with it. Right there needs to be clear checkpoints of do this, do this, do this, but then also take the time and effort to be personal in your outreach, so it doesn't feel like another speaker that we're getting marketed to. Right? I think that was really that was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that really is a good that's a good dichotomy to understand and and to be clear on. My second takeaway actually was was different than that. It was a reminder of something that I struggled for so long in my career, and I still struggle with today in a word, it's being self-centered. Not being selfish, right? It's not about taking advantage of other people. It's just it's just that you, as a speaker, it's so easy to approach the world through what you think and what you do and who you are. And you know, like what he said was, it's not about what you do, it's about what they get. Don't tell people about who you are, tell them about what you can do for them and that applies both to your marketing and to when you're on stage is that you know there's I think there's it's probably safe to say that any speaker has some level of ego some you know fair level of ego involved and in, you know just the idea of saying hey I, I should be on that stage in front of all these people like they should be paying attention to me which is good you need you need some you need some real confidence to, to do this right and pull it off but at the same time Getting your mind switched to where it's like, it's not about you. It's not about even what you're passionate about. It's about connecting your passion to their problem. It's about connecting your expertise to what they're struggling with every day. And your marketing has to communicate that. Your salesperson, whoever, if it's you or it's an agent or somebody, they need to be able to connect your expertise to the problems. And then when you're on that stage in front of the audience, you need to be able to connect what you know and what you've studied into how people can apply it into their lives, and David told me this exercise I think when I was twenty something years old, and it still to this day has stuck with me When you write copy on your website, go through and highlight yeah. in one color everything that's about you, and then go through and highlight in another color everything that is written about your customer and your you know your prospect, and you'll find that almost In every case, it's a a speaker is talking all about themselves and who they are and how great they are and what they've done, and very little about the problem they solve and how they help organizations and who is a right fit for them to serve. And so that was just another great reminder of something I'd heard over and over that you just can't hear enough of.
1: (laughs) You always know when Rory really likes something because he talks so loud. So...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's always getting, uh, she's always coming at me for like yelling and stuff, which is part oh of why gosh. I got we're in this uh, tiny little room. And I got
1: right. Like one foot away. I from got
0: banished. Here. I got banished to the basement, by the way, I used to be upstairs and I've been at one point, AJ tried to banish me <laughs> to the wilderness. When we were building our house, she was like, what do you think about putting your <laughs> office out in the forest? Which is, we live in like a little wooded area. And scary. I was like, you're banishing me to the woods. We're not even he's moved not in. really upset. Yeah, it was bad. So anyways, I've been banished to the basement. So it's this is so my loud. you're in my yelling oh my zone. God. Yes, I'm excited. Right okay, um, sorry. I'll talk no, I'll talk no, like
1: this. You know, Dave actually talked about something in the interview that I thought was really good. He said, if you think that you're going to get paid to get on stage and have some sort of cathartic experience, you're severely mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right? When people say, Gosh, you've got to share your message or you gotta you gotta tell your story, to some degree it's like no, you don't. It's, it's how do they perceive your story that would benefit them? What can they learn from your message that would solve their problem? And so many people, and I think you've said this or you took it from somewhere, but it's like this concept of an, an eye-focused story.
0: Oh, this is Craig Valentine. a
1: you focus message. Tell an eye-focused and, story. Uh, I think that's really important because you can tell your story, but it still has to resonate with the audience. Oh that was really good. That's not my third point.
0: My third point. Well, that was say, a that was a bonus, bonus tag on to bonus. my point that was really similar. But uh, yeah, that's so Craig Valentine y'all, 1999 world champion of public speaking, Tell an eye-focused story with a you-focused message. Okay, my
1: last point is a combination of something that Rory said and something that Dave said and I just kind of put it together and I thought it was really good is that speaking, being a keynote speaker, right, being a professional speaker is one of the best jobs on the planet.
0: Mm, amen.
1: However, It is not a good business model because it's not automated. It's not evergreen. It's not digital. It's not recurring and it's not scalable.
0: Limited inventory. It's very
1: limited and it's you on an airplane a lot. It's you away from your family a lot. However, speaking is one of the best ways of marketing your business. So let me say that all again. I thought this was really good. It's like, Being a speaker is one of the best jobs on the planet for you for a finite amount of time, but it's one of the worst business models in terms of growing and scaling something, but it's one of the best ways of marketing a business.
0: Paid marketing. You get paid to market.
1: And I think that's really good. And I think for all of you out there who are like, I want to be a speaker and I want to scale my speaking business, you also have to be asking yourself, what's my back end?
0: Yeah, if you want to build a business, otherwise you just you have a job and you'll go plane to plane to plane. At some
1: point, age seventy, eighty, whatever, you're not going to want to do that, or your wife isn't, or your kids aren't. Like at some point, you don't want to be gone two hundred days a year, right? Yeah. Unless you're well, living the you some know, people do single life, living la vida loca. Well, I mean, That's some people to- do. totally fine, but I would bet for most of you out there where this seems like a. Passion, and I loved. And this is the last thing I'll say. He said, "Just remember, like speaking is my job. It is not my passion." And he said, "My passion is my family." That I'm not saying that it has to be yours, but speaking is my job. It's not my passion. So, it's is speaking a job for you, or is it your passion? And what does that look like in terms of growth and scale and money? And I just thought that was really good.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. It's a job. It's, it's, it's a great job. Not a great business. Now you can like like any job. You can work a job for your whole career and And make enough money, and then and then retire. And that's what you do.
1: Plenty of seven figure speakers. Yeah, you can make tons of money. Yeah, it's just
0: just know that on the front and like you're saying is like that's not going to be the the way that you scale a a huge business. All
1: right, what's your last one?
0: So my last one is actually it's an AJism. Honestly, it's from you. And there was something that Dave said that you know a lot of things he said that really reminded me. Of, I think a philosophy that you carry that I've always admired that I have also found to be true that I think you believe and you practice really well, which is that everyone becomes a customer eventually. Like if you stay in touch, like they may not book you this year, they may not book us next year, but they're gonna, if you treat them well and you care about them and you stay in front of them and you just follow up with them, everyone buys eventually. And I think that that is something that, you know, he was saying that just really reminded me of just like, yeah, you've got to have a process here, you know, a system and stay in touch. And just especially in the speaking world, I feel like if you get really good, like you know, if you're following the brand builder journey stuff and like you're doing the things we're telling you to do in, in terms of crafting your positioning and building your marketing and all that sort of stuff, at some point, you're going to be really good. And once you become really, really good, you know, if you're not already. Or, and,
1: <laughs> some of you well, yeah, some of you
0: already there. are already. I mean, we can yeah, all get yeah, better. Yeah. We can all get better. But when you're really, really good, these meeting planners and companies, they need to hire you. They have to book somebody. And at some point, if you're really good, they're going to go with you. If you've stayed in touch with them for five, six, seven, eight, ten years, like it's at some timing. point, just it's timing. just Timing
1: but that's with any good business model, right? You provide enough value and have a good long-term follow-up strategy. And
0: reputation, long-term reputation.
1: reputation. You know, I have this concept, which I guess I'm what you're referring to is, it's not no, it's just not right now. That is my philosophic belief with all customers, with all prospects who don't buy. It's not no, it's just not right now. And so I'm, again, consolidating those.
0: She's concisifying. She's concisifying me. Oh, yes. She's right, concisifying me. Really, yeah,
1: it's true. It's like you got to have a strategic and methodical plan. When Dave talked a lot about that and gave lots of tips, like you, if you want to build a speaking business, you need to go and listen to the interview of somebody who truly is doing it for the long haul. He's had a very consistent and sustainable speaking business for twenty years. And he gives a lot of tips away. So you really do need to go check out the interview. We're pulling out some of the things that we took away, but there's so much that we there's did a not lot cover more. here.
0: Yep, very methodical process. And uh, I would also say, you know, in a world of virtual keynotes, all of this still applies, totally if not nice. even more. Totally and nice. yeah, so go check out the interview. Get to meet one of my best buddies, Dave Averin. Thanks for listening to AJ and I banter and hopefully share some highlights that are useful for you. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com and we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.